Welcome to Beckman Unleashed podcast number 16. What we're going to do, Eric, I'm going to get into resource guarding. Nice. A big problem of dogs saying these bones are mine, this food is mine, this person is mine, and everyone else, don't take my thing, get out of here. We're going to do that. We're going to do breed of the week. We're going to do some other stuff. Uh, but first, let's talk about our, our interview from last week, which was Augusto. Who was that guy? Dog Daddy. All right. So this podcast is post. We have not seen the reaction to that podcast as we're making this podcast That's right true. now. Correct? That's true. So we are, but we know, we know what people are going to say because right. I already have some people heard about that we interviewed him and I got some messages and there were some comments. And so we kind of know how this is going to go. Now, first I'll say the Dog Daddy interview or whatever we did with him was pretty benign mm -hmm. it was there was no controversy in it so i don't expect much but there's a cer certain segment of the population that doesn't like dialogue right they don't want you to talk to the wrong person which is silly should i read that that um message i got sure why not okay so somebody on instagram Moose Von Smallfry says, hi, you may want to do some research on Augusto before aligning your business with him. I replied back, hi, besides his controversial methods, is there anything else I should be aware of? And he says, did you do any research? Well, okay. First of all, don't answer my question with a question. All right. If you are nobody, no, not nobody, no one's nobody. But if you are messaging somebody who is more popular than you, just answer the question or they're not going to engage with you. So don't answer the question with a question. The only other problem I have with that is they said aligning your business with him. I didn't know we were aligning the business with him. Yeah. No, apparently to some people, if you speak with somebody, you are aligning your business with them. So what if you interviewed Joe Biden? Would that mean you're aligning your business with Joe Biden? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Whoever you talk to, you're okay. aligning your business with them. Nice. So. Yeah, there's no business alignings. We're talking to people. We'll talk to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. No problem with it. And we won't even, even people we disagree with, we won't come in and say, and start to get into an argument. Just talk to people. Yeah, we don't want to get in arguments with people. No, bro. No one wants to see that. No, we do what we do. They do what they do. And that's that's how this thing works. But yeah, we'll talk We'll talk to Dog Daddy. We'll talk to, we'll talk to anybody if they are interesting or they have a lot of followers or they're respectful or they're respectful. Like we would be respectful. We would never, we would never like have someone come in here and like, like look to argue with them. I don't think no I way. wouldn't look to argue with somebody and say whose method is the best. we got stuff to do, man. We're not going to do that. Yeah. So, well, so dog daddy was here last week. We have not yet seen, uh, the reaction to it. It may be awesome. It may be some not awesome reaction to it. We'll see how it goes. Well, there was a lot of people that were pumped on it and a lot of people that were pumped about you and saying, oh, the two best dog trainers in the game are going to be on the same podcast and asking for links. And of course, it's not out yet because we haven't posted it. Yeah. But so okay. as you're seeing this, you will have seen that mm -hmm. and we will we'll, uh, see how it goes. Yeah. I think the only thing I was thinking of is from like an actual 
people being on perspective. I feel like if we brought someone on like via satellite, as you'd say, or, you know, over like Zoom, like we would treat them the exact same way as if they were in the studio with us like him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Why would it be any different? I don't think you should be different. You yeah. Be acting crazy if yeah. you're on the phone. On Yeah. We're, we're, we want to talk to people. You know, we want to make that part of this deal. So any anything else on uh, Dog Daddy being here last week? I mean, I thought it was pretty interesting to see him roll up. And uh, I did think he knew kind of, I was actually impressed with how much he knew about dog training. And it seemed like he dedicated his entire life to dog training is the the feel that I got. Yeah, he's he he's immersed in it. Mm -hmm. That was sort of obvious, and and you're going to probably get that impression after when you see that video. Mm -hmm. He's he's deep into it. I mean, his dogs are with him all the time. He's freaking. I I don't know. There's just a there's something that people know when they're immersed in dogs. Forget immersed in dog training. Mm -hmm. Reading dog training books is not immersed in dog training. Yeah. Reading comments on your channel is not immersed in dog training. Immersed, he's immersed in dogs. He's me like 10 years ago. 10, 10 years ago. Not and not to say that's not a, a slight on him, that I was I was immersed in dogs 10 years ago uh, more than I am You're now. Obsessed. I taught five group classes a week with 10 people in them. Before the group class, I was at someone's house. On the way home from the group class, I was at someone's house. And at my house was 10 board and trained dogs. And we had a small staff. Mm. I, I was in the middle of it. Yeah. Now, I am not in the middle of it like I was. I'm, I'm making this podcast right now. Yeah. That shows you I'm not in the middle of it as much as I was 10 years. I was younger then. I didn't have three kids then. Yeah. So what are you doing here doing a podcast today? I know I need to immerse bro, you can only you can only immerse yourself in dogs for so for so many years before it becomes very taxing on a, a body. On your central nervous and system. And on a brain. It's true. I mean, hey, this is Beckman Unleashed. Um it's it's it it becomes a lot. Yeah. And it, I've done it for so long with so many dogs that like we have to have some distance, right? I lived with, I lived with the dogs for so long. Can you tell the viewers about the noises and sounds and just of having them near you back then? Yeah. So like I lived, it's just, it's, it's a lot. Like it's a lot on, you, you said it, it's a lot on your central nervous system. And as I get older, we needed a little separation. Yeah, that's fair. So, that's fair. but he's in it. He's in the middle of it. You know, and owning two dogs is not in the middle of it. And going to someone's house for a private session is not in the middle of it. In the middle of it is what I was. Literally in the middle of it, teaching group classes, going to people's homes and having a facility. You're, there's no more in the middle of it than that. He, Dog Daddy, I, I got the sense as he sat here that he's in the middle of it. And yeah. you, you absorb energy for lack of a better term, from all these dogs that you're around that makes your your brain just be very dog, like dog, 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 and reading of dogs. And when you work with reactive and aggressive dogs, your life depends on you reading those dogs. Mm -hmm. So you're focused on dogs a lot. And 
no offense to anybody who is not immersed in dog training, but uh, you're generally going to lose an argument about dog training if you're not immersed in dog training. Was there anything that like he's that surprised you from just the the meeting and the interaction or the knowledge or anything that anything from that? I didn't know. I barely you didn't know much about it. And to this person's point, they said, "Did you do um, co- uh, did you do any research on him?" No. You don't think they really have to do research? <laughs> no, no. He he has his own methods. Uh, they're different than my methods. Um, no, because unlike this person thinks, I um didn't. I'm not aligning my business with him. Um, so was there anything that surprised me about him? He is, uh, what was the words he, I had three adjectives for him. He's, um, he's very knowledgeable. He's very sure. hardworking. Crazy. Another one. He's very confident. Yeah. Sort of me 10 years ago again, yeah. like different methods, but he, he is very confident about what he can do with dogs. And I sat here and I looked at him and, and listened to him. He is extremely confident which is a good thing so there needs to be humility in your life but you 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 believe what you believe like and it's good to be confident so if if somebody told you he's worked with 2000 dogs or 2000 aggressive dogs would you believe them or believe him 2000 let's take that year by year there's 365 days in a year it depends on how you define work so I've sat in group classes with 10 aggressive dogs. Did I work with 10 aggressive dogs? Three, maybe. So there's a class of 10. You're going to give me three of them as as saying worked with? Well, I mean. Well, that's, that's the question. 2,000 dogs is an aggressive dog every day for four years. Is that right? Did I do that? Six years? Well, what thirty six? This is bad math. You're right? the you're the math guy. Well, just say it, let's just say four years, every day, no weekends, no holidays, one a day. Now that now how you're going to make that up is if you have a. I used to teach feisty Fido classes, ten aggressive dogs in the room, and did yeah. I work with those ten? I don't know. I mean, it really depends. I mean, what really matters is is what your sessions are looking like, and I know you, since you are not actually aligning your business with him. Um, you guys have a different way of training dogs, which I think is is maybe some of the viewers don't know this, but you're very much showing the session that you do. So you take the dog, they tell you what's wrong with it, and then you start trying to fix it on the fly, and then you do it. I I don't, from what I saw, it seems like he does a lot of group classes, but it does it's not as much one-on-one from what I've seen. Just yeah. online, a lot of shorts, oh. you know, like you do more long form videos of like 20 minute videos like you did yeah, the but other day. Here's the thing that he was talking about. Like for me, you've seen me on my channel do two in home sessions. Mm-hmm. However, for 12 years before I started YouTube, I, I was in home every on average every day. So you don't know I do in home sessions, but I did. I've done a thousand of them. And I'm not even saying he's doing 2000. I don't think it matters. I'm just saying he's done an incredible number of dogs. As far as like aggressive dogs of aggressive dogs he's worked with is an incredible amount. Yeah. And, and you felt because that, he right? seeks them out. That's it's, his thing. People call him for that. I mean, that's a specialty, right? Yeah. They, they call me for, for that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you got that sense that he was about the business. Like he was, he was oh that. My, that's right? all, that's all he wants. That's all he does. He couldn't, 
he couldn't fool you. Like if anyone knows if someone's legit, it's you. Well, legit in working with dogs. Yeah, 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 yeah. He has a, he has completely different methods than me as anybody. Si- no one's the same. Yeah. There isn't a dog trainer that's going to sit here that's like me. I would say Larry Crone from one video I saw is the closest to me and he's not even like me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no one's the same. This is dog training. This is like this weird thing that you develop your own thing. Nobody is like anybody else that I've seen. Not a single soul that I have seen on YouTube or on the streets is like anyone else. It's weird. I don't get it completely because the good ones develop their own thing. So you're saying that you shouldn't, that dog trainers shouldn't seek out behavioralists first and then learn from the veterinarians and so forth. Yeah. They should just get their hands on a bunch of dogs and see where they end up. That's fair. That's yeah. So I don't good. know if that dis- I don't know if that uh puts that the good. controversy to rest or not. Yeah. We'll see. We'll Who see knows? where this thing goes. Maybe uh Piers Morgan or one of these guys is gonna get you on the uh we'll get him on the podcast, maybe. Get Piers Morgan on? Yeah, because I mean if all the controversy happens. Oh yeah. Piers. All right. Let's get into resource guarding. Let's do it. All right. This is the dog topic of the week. Resource guarding. What is resource guarding? Resource guarding, the biggest problem is when a dog resource guards its bones or its food bowl or a toy. And then the secondary problem that I have coined, I would say more than any other dog trainer that I've ever seen is resource guarding of human beings. I talk about it more than anybody else, I would say, because the average person calls it protection it's almost never protection. It's almost always resource guarding. 10% of it's protection. There are There is protection, but it's almost always, as I said in my last video, protection is noble. Resource guarding is obnoxious. And it's almost always get away from my mommy. She's me, my mommy, as opposed to, I think you're going to hurt my mommy. Get away from my mommy. Okay. There's so a- resource guarding of bones here. Ready for this guys. This is going to be short and sweet. I think one to two dogs in my many thousands of dogs has ever resource guarded from me. You know why? Because I'm not the guy to resource guard from because I don't carry myself around. When I am around a dog, they generally don't say, I'm just gonna growl at this guy for trying to get my bone. Hmm. So it's a way you carry yourself. That is the way I carry myself. Not to say this is natural to me, but I had a board and train. I have a board and train facility. I have a, um, I've been to many homes. I'm not letting the dog jump on me. Uh, um, if the dog wants to jump on me and st- st- jump as I'm walking, I'm going to keep walking. Um, I'm not going to let the dog uh, counter surf. I'm, you, you see what I'm getting at? Like carry yourself in a way no nonsense mommy, no nonsense daddy. And then a month later, when you try to grab that bone, you're not the same person you were. And they don't guard from you a lot of the time. That's number one. Okay. As a quick answer, that's number one. I'm going to get into the the second thing to do with resource guarding. Now, I hate, I dislike so much the I'm going to lure a dog away with hot dogs 
in order to grab that bone. Do you know how bad of a method that is? I mean, just to the normal person, like Eric is a normal person, Maybe. you intuitively know that doesn't really seem right. They're guarding their bone. We're going to lure them away with a hot dog and take the bone. It can sometimes work. I have used it for certain dogs, but there is a deeper problem within that dog that needs to be fixed. And we are not going to simply say, please, doggy, please don't growl at me and let me take, let me lure you away with a hot dog so I can take that bone. I rarely see it fixed because the deeper problem isn't fixed. So you ready for my method? It is not hit a knee collar. It is not leave the leash on them and pop them when they, when they don't give us the thing. Here's what a dog does. Now, you don't want to start with a marabone, which might be a 10 on the scale, right? You want to start with something lower. And this is not a mean method, but I love this method. Dog has its thing. When a dog has a thing, they hunker, right? They hunker down. You start to approach. They do this. They look up and they often start with a look. Then a growl happens. So right on the approach, when you start to see the, the look, you take your hands and you clap and you go wham and you do the loudest clap you can without, don't keep approaching, right? Stop at a point. Often, nothing works 100% of the time. Often, it's, the, it's a unique and loud enough sound where the dog goes, whoo, and they, now they are not this far away from the bone. They went, whoa. And now they're this far away from the bone. It is no longer as much theirs as it was when the, they were this far away from the bone. It is Their head is now up here. At that point, you then start to walk towards the dog in a no-nonsense way of which they do this. Remember, bone's still right here. Now they're getting farther from the bone. They start to go, oh, what's up? You then take your foot and you fling the bone behind you. Why? I have never in my life, and knock on wood, I hope I would never be dumb enough to put my hand down there. My arm is only so long. Now I am close to the dog's face. My face is close to the dog's face. I'm not doing it. You shouldn't do it. Reach down, or no, don't reach down. Like, so then you, you, yeah, that's what they'll do. Then you fling the bone behind you. Then I keep looking at the dog. Then I go get the bone, and then act like I'm eating the bone. And the dog goes, there you you're eating a bully stick. That's disgusting. Do you know what that thing is? They don't say that, but, but we know. It but do you know what a bully stick is? It's Google disgusting. It. So, so uh, you act like you're eating the bone. You don't have to do the second part. I just sometimes do it. I in my gut, I feel like it works. I look in the dog's eyes when I'm doing it, and they're kind of like, "This dude's out of his mind." And they go, and then, and then you can give it back to him. There's also, and I don't mean to just move too quickly through a very big problem like resource guarding. There is also, and I believe in this, like, let the dog eat. Mm -hmm. Like, why are we going over there taking, constantly taking things away from the dog? Like, there is a time and a place to just go, we're not going to mess with this dog, especially with kids. You got to be careful. It depends on, depends on how things. the dog acts, right? If a dog th thinks that that is his and you walk up and he's your pet and he starts growling at you, are you going to put up with that? No, but some people should put up with that. Like, remember we were talking a few weeks ago? Because like, I don't want anybody to get bit. Yeah, but what about like 
some, the dog is going to like, you're afraid the dog's going to bite you. Like remember we talking about press canarios and stuff where, yeah, where you, you have, have to, to really draw the line yeah. and be like, is this dog? Like, do I want to go here with this dog? Yeah. Th- this is kind of one of those things, but like, I'm not going to tell that there is a point at which that tiny human being and that giant dog, you, it, you may not be able to win this battle. So don't fight the battle. Only fight if you can win. It's like only Sun fight Tzu, if you can win it. War, Is, did he say that, or are you just oh, making yeah. that up? No, for sure. Only fight the battle if you can win it. Oh yeah, like the entire book is basically. Oh well, there like you go. You only deal with situations with the enemy when you know that you can win. I like it. Yeah, because that's if, what I'm saying. If you know he can punk you and take the bully stick from you, yeah, you would want to avoid him knowing that. Right? Yes. Yeah, you would lose. That'd and be the worst case scenario. Rehearsal of behavior rehearsal of you losing um is not a good thing yeah that's pretty okay so you're saying but for you as a dog trainer yeah if let's just say you got a conic corso yeah and it was gnarly yes you would make sure that you use that method you just described until he knew that he has to give up the bully sticks around you yes is he my dog or am i training him no he's yours Oh, if he's my own dog, I'm going to win. Okay. If I'm training the dog and I'm charging a one-hour session, I'm not, I'm not fighting that battle for a few hundred dollars. Do you think people that have a Connie Corso, you're kind of like, hey, you signed up for it a bit? Like you got It depends. It, there's so many I, I got to look at the, at the person and look in their eyes. Do they have children? But you know what I'm saying? I like, need I need to know every aspect of that person's life before I tell them what they should do. I'm not saying I'm not saying you should say How don't they? don't get them don't get, or not get them, but if you want a relatively easy dog, you could have got a golden retriever or something. When you get those elite of the elite Dogo Argentino type breeds, right? You have to know you're signing up for a bit more or a yeah. Malinois. Yeah, that's true. But we don't get into this, and I don't get into this with my clients because they have the it's dog. It's too late, right? They have the dog. They already have it. Yeah. So, yeah, if if we want to make this podcast a bit of a educational thing, which hopefully we do. Which it hasn't been lately. <laughs> which we just talk about breed of the week and stuff and apology segments. Uh, then, yeah, don't get those breeds, guys. If you ain't willing to go to the floor, is that ter- the term? To the wall. To the wall. Yeah. If you're not willing to go to the wall, oh, dude, term. don't get it. Yeah. Don't get a Borble. Don't get a Malinois. Don't get a Presser Canario. Don't get a Connie Corso. Might not get a Pitbull either. Might want to think about Pitbull. Yeah. Or don't go rescue a dog. There's a lot of things you shouldn't do. Can I can I ask you, am I allowed to talk about dogs here in dog training? Yeah. Okay. I have a it. question for you. So the this video will be two weeks old probably, but there's a video we put out called Danger Zone. That's the name of the thumbnail. My last video. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but it's called Danger Zone. It's yellow for the people that might want to find it. This video had a German, yeah, the German Shepherd. And it was resource guarding the owners, the owner, specifically maybe the son and the handicapped son and the mom more than anybody. Mom, more than correct. Mm -hmm. So, how does resource guarding play into that video? And that video is really good, by the way. And I don't like to give you a lot of credit for your videos, but that one was, I feel like that one will live on quite well. Okay. Really good response. All right. Thank you for the segue into people resource guarding. So that's what that video is about. It's two weeks old by the time you see this podcast. Um, 
people resource guarding is is different, okay? Because it's usually to a person. It's just, it's different. In that video, I try to make the punishment for the barking at me that the owner, the guy, takes the dog 10 to 15 feet away as the punishment mm -hmm. from mom. Then we just keep doing this. We'll do this all day and we do it over and over again. Some of the questions, and I do address it in the video, but I didn't say it clear enough. Mm -hmm. If it's you and your dog and your dog is resource guarding you, you cannot get them away from you because they're on a leash near you. Next to you, yeah. So the two-parter in that video was the owner being no nonsense with the dog as well and being strong. Dogs don't resource guard strong people. Dogs don't resource guard bodybuilders. Yeah, they're not. A Dogs don't resource guard um, um, dominant male men or dominant females. Unless they they're just trained don't, to, right? Unless they're trained to, yeah. they don't. They don't see that person as weak. So, if if it's your dog, one, it has to be true resource guarding. There's barking on leash. It's almost never resource guarding. It's barking at leash because they're frustrated, because they're stimulated, because they want to go play, because they want to kill a dog. None of those things are resource guarding. Just, resource guarding is very specific. You can see it in that video that I posted. The dog looks at mommy. Every time gets in between mommy and mommy touches it, the dog looks at me saying, get away from my mommy. So if that's you on the other end of the leash, you're, they're, someone's going to walk up. You're going to give, they're going to look at that person before they're out of their minds. You can almost fix nothing when the dog's out of its mind. Yeah. Okay. You're going to correct the dog. You're going to walk the dog away. I like to say, sit. Say it like you really say it. Sit. Yeah. It's loud. And, and I like to snap. Hot. It's just a unique, unique sounds. Yeah. And then the dog sits or the, let's say the dog doesn't sit. You're not accepting a no sit from a dog who wants to bite your nice friend walking up to you. Are you? How about if if your nice friend walks up to you and your dog is resource guarding you, and then you say sit and the dog doesn't sit, like you're 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 so not accepting that. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know how to. Oh, and then and when they sit, are you going to pet them? Oh, reinforce them for sit. Don't reinforce them for for anything around this situation. There's this isn't a reinforcement thing. There are dog trainers who think every good behavior, no matter how small, needs to be reinforced. That is so not right. Like not barking? Like not barking. Like anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's a real thing. Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah. There are things to be reinforced. Recalls. But, but when the dog's good, but there's a mentality in that moment that there should be essentially very little reinforcement at that moment discipline is the name of the game and then you reinforce them at home and by the way and if you watch in that video your reinforcement can be sit good that's a good boy that's my friend that's see how that's reinforcement but it's like in a way where it's bossy reinforcement mm -hmm. i wouldn't even treat him at that moment it's enough it's enough at that time discipline's the name of the game at that time and then, and then you um, sit. Then I like to go stay. Hey, how are you? It's good to see you again. And then he gets up to get in there. Get back over there. Sit your behind down. 
Mm-hmm. I, I, you're saying I'm a capable human being. Now, if it's creepy dude walking up to you, this is a whole different thing. It's not resource guarding at that point. You want your dog to be on guard. We're not talking about creepy guy. Yeah. We're talking about resource guarding from a friend who you go, hi, how are you? You think your dog's dumb enough to not understand? Oh, it's so good to see you. And some nice lady walking up to you. Your dog knows you like that person. She's like a grandma. They just don't care that you like that person because you're their mommy and they want to go about their life with you and they don't want anyone else interfering. It's resource guarding. Your dog is being a not a nice dog. The resource guarding. Yeah. The mom's a resource. Yeah. So can and I think that there was a lot of positive comments about how well that couple did. My criticism, which I'm normally not allowed to do, but I think you brought it up at the end of the video, was the way that she would embrace the dog. Um, if you remember this, of course. It, it, the pet was so like loving that it, it was kind of like she was kind of all over the head of it, just kind of just really. It was excessive, I thought. Excessive oh, really? Petting. Some people brought this up, yeah. So I just thought, and I thought for him having only been, what do I know, right? Having only been to like essentially lunge at you, or he tried to bite you uh, at the very beginning of that one. And then he growled at your nice uh, employee and a bunch of other people or whatever. So for for that to have happened so shortly and to be still given that type of love, I felt like you've been a little bit out of the circle. Yeah, but no one knows that. Is that right though? Or am I wrong or am I right? No, you're right that she did that. Oh yeah. Two things in her defense. A, nobody knows that. Yeah, yeah. The dog comes in and the dog 30 seconds before that was lunging at somebody goes to my reinforcement thing. Well, when she was petting the dog, the dog hadn't just lunged at somebody. Like there was some time in between it. Mm-hmm. So people think, oh, I can reinforce my dog now. Um, so I give her a pass on that. And the yeah. other major pass she gets is that I often told her, pet your dog. Yeah. Like I want, because yes, should right? she, yeah, yeah, yeah. Simulating the real life. Should mm-hmm. she never pet her dog around people? Yes. Is she and everyone else going to occasionally pet their dog around people? Yes. Mm-hmm. So let's do it in the hour they have with me over and over again. Make it the most difficult for the dog and not this easy peasy, everything's choreographed. Oh, Perfect look. And then that. I feel good about myself because the dog stopped lunging in the end. Yeah, but we didn't make it like real life in any way because the woman never touched her dog. And I'm assuming she's going to walk out of here and never touch her dog. That's a dumb assumption on my part. There yeah. were times when I just like, oh, hung, I was going to mention that yeah. hung on the thing. And then I looked back and I said, bye doggy. No, but and you I, made fast movements too. Yeah. Like, like you got to make it real life. Weird, like fast, like bizarre walking. Yeah. And, uh, and so. that was an hour and 20 minute session. And it was a 20 minute video. Like mm. there's way more in there. Yeah. But you can only show something. You can only, sh- I just showed the highlights. I mean, so that's that's resource guarding. Thank you for bringing that up because that that video was all about that too. Yeah, oh, probably people guarding is or people resource guarding is worse than physical objects. Right? It's more, it's, it's deeper. It's, it's um, it's different. It's it's more common. Mm-hmm. I would say a dog hunkering down and biting its owner over a bone is it happens. It doesn't happen as much as the dog saying, get away from my mommy. Mm, That's like pervasive in society. And I would say bone guarding is less so. 
Yeah. Or food guarding is less so. Yeah. I think, I think, um, so obviously we're creating a little structure to the podcast. So we'll do like the dog topic of your choice, right? We'll do a breed of the week. We'll do uh, a little bit of wild animals, right? Um, so I do want to touch on the resource guarding when we get to that segment. Oh. Um, so, but do you think that her stroking of the dog or whatever you call that, do you think that breeds resource guarding? Like the the level of attention that she was giving that dog could encourage that behavior. Like if you never wanted your dog to resource guard you to begin with, is it possible that that type of affection could be misconstrued? Yes, of course. People stroke their dogs too much in general. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I know what you're laughing at. No, no. <laughs> I'm not laughing at that. No, but it was true. Like it is, it, this would be a funnier conversation for the people if they saw that video. And I think about 50% probably did or more because they wouldn't be listening to the brilliant. podcast. Um, but the way she was stroking, it was like very like, caressing and it like the husband's not gonna pet the dog like that he might but yeah she did it more i like the way you do it you go like that's a good boy you know you're yeah. kind of like kind of more like slapping it and you're just a little rougher with it right yes you know yeah i'm not prince is not a problem in any way and so i can like stroke but these resources it's enough stroking dogs all the time i'll go to people's houses that in-home session i did a month ago we posted that video and then i sat on the ground both dogs were like here and here on me and like licking me and i looked at the owner i said i can tell you just pet your dog all the time yeah and she it. does these it's enough people are just they constantly just stroke their dog and their dog comes up puts her head on her lap they just stroke them for hours i'm telling i it's a lot it's a lifestyle it's too much. Like, it's too much. Like, be it's the balance. boss. Yeah, pet them, run them, in the love them. In the Caesar Milan kind of. Then tell them to go lie down. Triangle, right? There's. Oh. So this is kind of similar. Caesar Milan has a triangle. Well, no. So I made this up, oh. but there's. So I stole it from another thing, which is called like I want to say it's called the Iron Triangle, and it's about like the medical care, right? And it's okay. kind of like you've also heard this with food like what is it fast cheap and good and it can't be all three and if you start to oh yeah if yeah, you yeah. shift one side of it it's going to get lopsided it's yes. going to become it's yes. not going to be like yes. a normal triangle right so the idea is um what was it love or affection discipline and exercise i think is what caesar uh -huh. said so it's like you're kind of saying it's like enough of the like having the triangle be like so long on the affection and then there's yeah. like barely any discipline or you yeah. know what i mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. So are we allowed to talk about Caesar? Or is he? Yeah. Are you going to go into business with him? What do you mean? Well, because if you talk about him on your podcast, it's like you're kind of going into business. With oh, him. am I lining my business with oh, him? Aligning. Oh, sorry. If we talk to a human being. Yes. You're aligning your business. No more talking. You, no talking to people you disagree with. You can't do it. I'll tell you though. So I've done some. So there's no doubt like there's research to be done and that is more my role than it's other people's role. I probably first sent you something about him. Caesar? No, um, dog, dog daddy, probably okay. a year ago or so. I can't remember exactly. We could never find out, but whatever, whatever it was, I was kind of surprised. And, you know, it was 
is different methods. And, but then as I, it starts to get in your feet, I start to see more of them. And then I was kind of surprised at the results I thought he was getting. So he always, you know, and then kind of, obviously I think he was even saying they had like kind of a meteoric rise in the last like year or two where he's just got, you yeah, know, he's all over the place. Right. Yeah. So I think that's, you know, but what I was going to say though, is because of that, there's, I've looked at a lot of different dog channels and I want to go on the record and say that it is such a pleasure to be part of this crew mm. Beckman unleashed Beckman dog training, all the other stuff we've got going on in the background that people can't see because I genuinely am seeking the truth of like knowing who's the best, you know? And if you said, actually, Caesar's better than me or dog daddy's better than me or whatever. Oh, like, let's look at the evidence and see who's better. But I follow a lot of purely positive people too and read their comments and what everything that's going on there. And I want to believe them. I want to, I want to believe what they're saying about the dog. I want to believe about how they say, um, if, if you want to, um, reinforce the dog, you reinforce when he's not barking. Right. And I, and I, I am like, that sounds so freaking hard to do. Like, I don't know how that would be done in real life. And so, and I read it and a lot of this stuff is so academic that it's nice to be involved with someone who I'm like, okay, well, you, you are free to go to all of those folks and get them to help your dog. But if you ever have trouble and you want to get your dog fixed, just like I sent you someone, what, oh, three weeks ago? It's like, yeah. And go it's like, it. oh, yeah, the dog's fixed. Everything's perfect. It's like, okay, cool. I know that I'm doing the right thing. Oh, yeah. That's nice. Feels good. Imagine yeah. if you were on the other side and I'm like, this guy's a quack. Me. Yeah. Yeah. It suck. Yeah. We wouldn't be in business together. Yeah. No, that's, that's good. I, uh, you believe gonna, it. What? You believe in what you're doing. Uh, as, as much as I believe in anything, I think, I mean, the way I raise kids or I guess that's all I do is do dog training and raise kids. And we've talked and about the parallels. My, coach my kids football team now, which mm -hmm. we've got a lot of comments about, but yeah, yeah. no, I, um, I believe in what we do. I really do. And if you didn't, you wouldn't do it. Yeah. And I take, I was a, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to sort of intentionally go off on force-free trainers as much as I have. Well, and you were a force-free trainer. At some I point, was. Right? The temperature needs to be lowered mm -hmm. on this deal. Someone's going to get hurt. I'm saying it right now. The deal between trainers, and I'm not going to name names, someone's going to get hurt. This is not good, what's going on in the industry. Someone's going to get hurt. I think what you're saying, though, is there's two fairly high-profile dog trainers that are basically aimed at each other and are escalating the situation. Someone's going to get hurt. Yeah. Or more than... More than it's just dangerous one person. stuff. And if, if, if these two, and I'm not, I'm not, I, if these folks don't think someone's going to get hurt and the rhetoric doesn't need to get lowered, the, they, they need to realize someone needs to be the adult in the room and take the L mm -hmm. and just go, 
I'm gonna, I, I'm, I'm gonna cease fire here. I'm gonna de-escalate. Yeah. Right. De-escalates the good word for it. Cause this thing isn't, isn't, it's, it's not, it's not worth somebody's safety, you know? I agree. So I think that's, we need to, I, and I'm, I will be the first one to do it. Cause I'm not that involved. Yeah. And I think it's, you start, you have to and I might careful. not be the first one to do it actually. You have to be careful about if shots get fired out. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, I think I've done it. I sort of, I, it's interesting too, because you being a force free trainer at SeaWorld's force free, right? So then you it's as force free as it gets, you go from that to, um, teaching and realize it doesn't work. Yeah. Until Prince showed you how, or sorry, Bosco. until Bosco showed you how to train a dog with a dog. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Then, um, before that you had no idea. So you can't get too mad at people because they don't necessarily know if there's another way, right? Like you didn't know, like you were just doing force free stuff, minding your own business. And you just yeah. thought that was a way to do it. And you read a book and they told you, didn't they, you read books about this? Oh yeah, I read books said? and I worked at, with killer whales, can't put a leash on a killer whale is sort of the famous quote. Yeah, those killer whales are also in a tank raised by professionals their whole life. Mm -hmm. Then a dog comes to you that's out of control and you try to do the same thing with a killer whale. Um, and it just doesn't work. I would love to debate somebody respectfully. Just debate somebody on this. They would never do it with me. I also think that I hope they would. I don't care who it is. Karen Pryor, Ken Ramirez, Emily Laurelham, Zach George. I will treat you with so much respect. And if we sat down and we actually talked about this. I just don't think they would ever do it even respectfully because the differences between the dog world and the zoo and the, and the captive animal world where they get their cues from is so unbelievably different that it's a difference between BF Skinner and operant conditioning and rats sitting in boxes and hitting levers. And then the actual world that's out there of dogs being completely out of control, it's a totally different industry. Does mm. operant conditioning, positive reinforcement, positive punishment, negative reinforcement, negative punishment matter in behavior with dogs and children and your husband and wife? Yes, but it is not what they think it is because the animals that we're dealing with as dog trainers, and by the way, Karen Pryor and Ken Ramirez were both dolphin trainers. You like Karen like Pryor, me. don't you? She's fine. She wrote a book I read, Don't Shoot the Dog. I would say she's like the queen of the positive reinforcement from way back force free right? movement, but she even knows the problems with it, but she makes a living on, on being on training dog trainers. Now she will never. Yeah. I shouldn't say she wouldn't talk to me. She should, she, we should, I, she won't. I don't think Ken Ramirez. I don't think will. He wrote my textbook at my school with exotic animals. Yeah. I spoke at a, a, a Imata conference where he was there Somebody said, hey, does this guy know he's talking about this when I was still positive reinforcement exclusively? Oh. And he's like, yeah, this guy knows what he's talking about. That's what someone told me. He said, he, 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 he won't. He was saying that about you? Yeah. Oh, wow. He won't. He, I don't think he would talk to me either. Yeah, but. Because yeah. the world is so different. I think a lot of it, though, is based on integrity, though. And ultimately, you can sell your products and do your 
dog training thing, whoever, everyone, and not talk to me, everyone has their yeah. things to sell, but you could still do your thing and have an honest conversation and be like, Hey, this is the method I teach. And maybe I think from a spiritual perspective, it's the best way, even if it's not it's as good effective, way to put it. You, this is why I do it. And you go, okay, I respect that. Or, you know, I'm still going to, this is just the way I want to do it. Yeah. Like what if one of these guys that's purely positive is like, I just like this way. Be like, okay, I, awesome. I, you know, I agree. It's not as effective. The issue, I think there's two issues with the podcast and people coming on it really, yeah, on especially, our, on our from, podcast. especially okay. from this thing is a, I don't think that would happen unless there was a de-escalation of a lot of the like rhetoric that's going on where, you know, because it's not going to be a back and forth, like yelling match. It's, it's not going to be good for clicks because it's going to be more insightful and well, I'll listen to you. You listen to me. And the other thing is too, I know there's a number of folks who were trying to throw uh, money or, you know, offering money up to debate and stuff like that. And, that's just something that would never happen with us. Like oh, we money. wouldn't raise $14 to bring somebody on here. No. Like we're just not paying. If you don't want to come on the podcast then don't come on the podcast. Yeah. You know, if you do, then go ahead. Anyone who, who comes on, can we, can we honestly say that if anybody that comes on, we will treat them with respect all the time? Do you think I would always do that? Or do you think you're like, I know you, Joel, like you're going to get mad or something. You wouldn't get mad unless they insulted you or attacked you or tried to say that you were a bad person for the way that you train dogs. And then I would get mad. I mean, if, if somebody, if somebody has a difference of opinion, I don't think you would get mad. If they thought you were an evil person, that'd be hard not to get mad about. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and then if you look at, look at your comments, read all your comments on all your videos read or listen to what the customer, the customer is saying. I was listening to this or I was reading some of the, like going down into the, you know, the depths of some of these comments, right. About somebody. And they were saying, well, he could, you know, but the, someone's like, well, the, the client seemed to be really happy with this guy. Right. And they said, um, he has a lot of money. He could pay, he could pay them off. I was thinking hmm. he's, this guy, this dog trainer is going to pay off the clients that are unhappy with just cash. That ain't going to happen. Like, come on, I, this I, is getting the, crazy. The, it doesn't even make any sense. We don't need to spend a lot of time on it. No, that, I know. that's but weird. But you read, yeah, you read that. But that so wasn't like, thought that. that was one of many. And here's the thing. Why aren't we saying names? Because there needs to be a de-escalation. Yeah. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be a party to, um, to somebody getting, uh, hurt over this yeah and that's why this is beckman unleashed um this podcast it's beckman as uh under duress one of my commenters says beckman uh on a long leash is that what he said yeah he goes because because we didn't get into conspiracy theories when we were talking about maui last week yeah or two weeks ago so is that okay this is kind of beckman on a long leash because yeah. i wasn't getting get into like insane conspiracy theories about i think to i think but the... listen listen when people start doxing, 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 doxing people, this is dangerous stuff. Animal rights. I also think that you would Bro, not, it's, you would it's never dangerous. want, like if you took the top balance trainers, balance or, uh, and force free trainers, if you like put them up on, you know, on a sign, you're like, okay, here they all are. Right. You wouldn't want anything 
you wouldn't want you'd want just the best for those for all of them you wouldn't be like wishing them bad in any way right of course that's crazy yeah i mean that's how uh some you know yeah no i can't i can't think of people that i'm like oh i hope that guy gets you know has some bad thing gets canceled gets kicked off YouTube or any even anything in his life like I, I yeah or get what they want you know like wow well, you know I don't I mean that's I, a mature uh standpoint that's somebody who has children and understands what's uh what's truly important in life yeah and I think there's an age discrepancy too so I, I think as you get a bit older you get more mature and you realize well, hopefully you get more mature right but you realize but ultimately I would love it if there was a a bit more collegiate environment. So there's a bit more dialogue amongst the trainers rather than like multiple camps that are, um, that are going at it. And I guess maybe to be a solution rather than the problem is to extend the, um, what would you call it? What do they call it? Olive branch. Is that what they call that? Yeah. Extend the olive branch to balanced trainers, which I think you kind of just did and be like, Hey, of course we're not going to pay you. Not because we don't want to, but because we no, don't want to. Yeah, no. Like, we're just not going to do it. So, but if if you'd like to have a adult conversation about it, you give yeah. us a call. Yeah, yeah, and And yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll do it, you know? And well, I think we'll I and I and think the only way it would go bad is if someone's insulting and being rude, you just go, okay, later, and you just hang up on them. Later, bro. Yeah. Peace out. Yeah. Right? So. Yeah. So. I mean, if, if, if someone wants to, like, I hate to say it, like go to war, like, or like puts like my family in danger, like it's going to be on yeah, and popping, but I'm going to be the first to go, this is getting crazy and everyone needs to chill mm -hmm. a little bit. You know? Yeah. Everyone does need to chill. Yeah. You know, but I, but I do think that if you have some of the balanced or not sorry balanced trainers but the force free trainers if you have some of that dialogue and there is a bit of back and forth it might take away some of the teeth out of it and it might become a bit more of like let's prove what's right and wrong like let's say there's a balanced trainer who is more aggressive than the average right if you have conversations about it and be like these are the things we don't specifically like you know is there a way to improve on that right so you you get the conversation going towards not just like in ideology yeah. just screaming yeah you know and that's where the comments kind of go is this like ah, la, 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 la. well it's becoming it's becoming a you know these these folks don't know anything and then the other those folks are saying you're an animal abuser and it's just these two polar extremes camps that have gotten down into the into their their foxholes or whatever it's called and they're and they're just there's no there's no in between when you start insulting each other mm -hmm. you know and i've been I, I i've been guilty of it to a degree you know mm -hmm. um, i've been guilty on of it on this podcast are you gonna apologize for it no but <laughs> but but you know, you, you, it's the way you say it. It's, it's, you know, I don't think I've called anybody out. I've said that people are invited here. I'm, I'm like, I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing to say. I don't think certain people would come on with me to discuss it. Mm -hmm. I think that's the truth, but they're, 
I mean, I don't want to say anybody's invited. We got to, you know, make sure it works. But yeah, I think maybe. most people who have a platform would be invited on here to try to bridge the gap a little bit so that someone doesn't get hurt. Yeah, no, I think so. I mean, the end of the day, though, the, the difference, I think, with us and some other channels is that we don't care about the subscribers or the views like we like when there's more subscribers than there were before or that we have views and compared to not but um that's not what we're doing this for and we're not de we're definitely not trying to talk to people that are across the aisle so to speak to get views or to get um you know to advance the channel in any way it's truly to get some you know get some common ground and de-escalate and to, and to really understand the other people, right? Cause you, just like you were at one point at purely, you are actually a positive reinforcement trainer, right? You're so not great. purely. I'm going to use positive reinforcement. You do use it, right? You're yeah, just not purely, uses it. you're not purely positive. Yeah, no, of course not. Watch a single of my videos. Yeah. But, but no one should be, no one is purely positive and no one should be purely positive. I mean, the purely positive trainers, like they don't leave the house really with their dogs. Like a leash is involved. <laughs> like yeah. uh, they don't train other people's dogs much. Like, you... It's a, it's a, it's not a theory. It is, um, it is, it's almost non-existent. Because anything becomes, so what would you call it? Let's just say I give my... I'm sure chocolate's not good for a dog. Let's just use this as an example. Whenever the chocolate dog does dog. what I want, I give him chocolate. Now, yeah, a hot dog. Okay, a hot dog. Yeah. Bratwurst. Great. Okay. If I give it to him all the time, isn't me not giving it to him a form of punishment when I stop doing it? Well, the thing would, I think, have to be present. What's that? The, the question the, or the hot dog would have to be being removed to be what's called negative punishment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to have the thing there to not give. But if you continue to give and give, and then he doesn't do what you want and you remove. If you remove it, it's negative punishment. So it's a form Taking of punishment. Taking away something reinforced. It's no longer purely. Yeah. So it's almost impossible to be purely positive. That's, yes. That's what I just said. No, but I, I don't think people can, like, if I'm just kind of. Well, they don't even like that term that. purely positive. Yeah. I mean, term I don't they like. They just keep changing it. It was positive reinforcement trainer. Then it became force free trainer. So now it's like, oh, force free, force free, force free. Yes. Yes. Which what is a better name mean? than purely. Po what? What does force mean? Yeah. To push a butt down for a sit, which I am also not a fan of to uh kind of a weird to force yeah i mean it's a weird but also pulling up on the leash could potentially cause them to sit down too right yeah yeah no force i mean everything's done through free will and positive reinforcement for the most part um it's just not the way the world works it's well, not the way organisms work through one leg of operant conditioning <laughs> like it's crazy. And and you can't manage. Here's the thing. You can't manage. They Crazy, aggressive dogs are in this world. Mm -hmm. they, they exist out there. They are a thing. And they need to be dealt with in some form or fashion. They either need to be put down. Which we don't recommend. 
No, I'm just giving you the options. There are only so many options for that dog who wants to bite people. They need to be put down, managed 100%, or trained. Those are the only options there are. We do not, we believe that we can train, I believe I can train those dogs so that they're not put down. Management is difficult for people. They need to walk their dog. They need to have guests over. Management is difficult. And if someone can fix them, these people are going to, these clients, these people are going to usually seek out someone to fix them. Positive reinforcement, force-free is is rarely going to fix those dogs. It can work sometimes. It also takes it takes a tremendous amount of time of which normal people don't always have. Should they have gotten those dogs? Maybe not. It doesn't matter. They exist. Hmm. So there is there needs to be some level of consequences, some level of force, whatever you want to call it. There needs to be something that they are, these certain trainers and people are opposed to because these animals exist. So I think I, I, am I, am I missing something here? I think we could frame it up, right? So it's like every, every type of style has its application. So let me give you an example of why a force, a a place where force free would be great, right? You get a sits and downs. No, no. Let's just say this as a, as a, as a scenario, right? You've got a Labrador that you get, right? A puppy. Peppy, whatever, whatever it is, right? You, right? you have it, you live on 10 acres, you're a single guy, you're 70 years old. Yes. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to feed this dog, I'm going to pet him, and I'm going to give him water, and he's going to run around the backyard or whatever. It's like, that's it. I'm not never going to force him to do anything, right? So yeah, in that yeah. sense, it's like, eh, and whatever. A, and there's others. But that's fine, that's because fine. you course. don't need him to sit down in that case, because he's not. Yeah. But if you are maybe having to walk them and you live in an apartment complex and you've got a Doug Argentino, right? And you've got grandkids that live at your house right now. We have a completely different scenario. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So then the, I can't, or basically this is way too, too much, but uh, there's a philosophy, which I will not explain, but uh, it's basically that it's the, what do they call it? It's the initiation of force. That is kind of what's wrong. Right. So it's not. Did you come up with this? No. Who, what is this? It's Ayn Rand. Okay. So they're basically saying the initiation of force is immoral. Right. She thinks that. Yeah. Ayn Rand. Yeah. But she's not talking about dogs. She's talking about dogs. Okay. Go ahead. ahead. But it's like, I, you know, if I initiate force on you, that's immoral. But if, if, if I go at you, well, that would be immoral too. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Anyone initiating force on some other person is immoral. Okay. Right. So that's so, but then what happens? Then it gets kind of into this deeper level where it's like, what if you show up to my house oh, with right. a baseball bat, right? And you're like, I'm gonna kick your butt, right? Yeah. Well, then that's like the threat of force, right? So then that's kind of another form of initiating force, right? So, so the reason I bring that up is because if you talk about dogs, it's like if the dog is um, trying to bite, like that dog that tried to bite you. Um, you know, he had a muscle, but that becomes a different story because now it's in that house and it's actually trying to initiate force on someone in the house. It becomes a different story. Because then now, is it okay to use force? It was at my house, actually. Yeah. But is it okay to use force if a dog is trying to use force at another dog or? It depends. 
So was the dog, um, was the dog set up to fail? Not in that particular situation. We can talk about the video I made where the dog tried to bite me, mm-hmm. um, specifically, but yes, I don't think it's fair to put a dog in a situation that is, that is, that is so much that it feels like it has to do something. I have went up to that line before, but for the most part, can you give me an example of what you're talking about? Prince coming down and being like, I'm going to smell you. And the dog being like, get out of here. Like when it, when they first show up at the facility. Yeah. But, but, but the dog has desensitized the Prince through the thing. Prince has not threatened the dog in any way. I know the dog's history and the dog was in fact socialized. Like whatever the case may be, very rarely is a dog with me put in a situation. Now people, there are people that will argue you overwhelm that dog. Well, at some point, the dog has to face a little bit of adversity in its life. It has to meet dogs at some point how slow are they, the owners or me willing to go? How much money are the owners willing to spend? How much time do the owners actually have? How much skill do the owners actually have all come into play? But if I do my due diligence and say, okay, this dog um, has played with dogs in the past, but he hasn't met a dog in six months. Um, we're going to let Prince come up to him, a nice dog come up to him, and it is inappropriate for him to get mad at Prince. And then Prince, he gets mad at Prince. And then I grab the dog and tell him to sit down. Was that inappropriate? Some people go, yeah, yeah. You should have just never had him meet another dog. No, but that's why they're coming to but see they need me help. because the people need help. Yeah, they need help. But there's all these factors to it. But do you, But I think the thing about the force free, which I would love to actually know their response to I'll this. I'll tell you their response. So, okay. So my, my question to them or to you is to- Or to them. This I'll question, it would be, um, I've got two dogs in my house and one of my dogs is, this is hypothetical, is um, trying to initiate force on the other dog. It is trying to bite, claw, whatever, dominate and hurt a smaller dog. Okay, you ready? Is it okay to initiate force to protect the the smaller dog? Well, if there's a fight, then yes, you can stop the fight. But here's what I recommend. But you have a, to use force. As a force that. for each Yeah, but there's a fight. You, you got to actually stop the fight. So it's okay. No. No, but I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you, I'm a force free trainer. Listen. Oh, okay. Okay. So I'm we're doing about. this. All right. Let's yeah. Go. All right. All right. So listen, you have to take the dog to the vet first. Got to make sure there's nothing medically wrong with the dog. Okay. Before you break up the fight? No, no, no. I mean, well, you're going to keep them separated. Okay. But you, but, but we're not even there yet. Right, you, you got to take them to the vet. Going no, out. no, uh, you you need gates. You need a lot. Of, you need gates right now, but should, they can't be together. Okay. <laughs> but should everybody, if you have two dogs, if you don't know that they're going to have a problem, is it not okay to just let them be in the same house or in the same? Yeah, but yard? you have two dogs that are fighting, correct? No, but at some point they didn't fight. No, yet. but they're fighting now. Well, let's just say they've never met each other. No, 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 sir. You have two dogs that have gotten in a fight, right? Yes. They can no longer be together. What do I do with them? We, you need to go get baby gates. They For need to be separate. A Dogo Argentina. Yes. Strong baby gates. <laughs> okay. Like a Home Depot baby gate. Yeah. Or a kennel. They need to be out. They need to be separate. 
which isn't bad advice, by the way. I'm taking off my force-free hat. Listen, I'm going to be a reasonable force-free trainer. I'm just going to tell you. But you need to take the Dogo Argentino to a vet. But you said to put it in a crate. Isn't yeah, a crate for, a for right force? for right now? No, it's not. No? It's okay. fine. You got to you got to keep like... them safe. You got to take them to a vet. Okay. All right. And I have a medical examination done. Yeah, and blood work done. They can have uh, they can have uh, certain things wrong with them that makes them aggressive. Can I play a role too? But I can't even do blood work on myself. I'm trying to pay my bills. Well, listen, you called me. I'm telling you what you need to do. <laughs> okay, so you got to take him to the vet. All right, about 600 bucks. Okay, I know you're poor. You got to take him to the vet. Now there's about a 3% chance it's going to come back with actual something wrong. It's almost never that. Wink, okay. wink, just so you know. But we're going to have you do it. And the real reason I'm going to have you do it is because I kind of don't want you to call me back. So I'm going to put make you jump through hoops so that you don't call me back. But I don't want to sit here and say I can't deal with it. Okay, so you're going to take him to that. Then you're going to call a behaviorist. Okay. Okay? There's a few of them. They don't actually train your dog, but they're going to talk to you a lot. This Are is they a cheap? Not No. They're not cheap. No. Okay. Don't call Joel Beckman. He's a horrible human being. Okay? Okay. All right. The behaviorist. Now, hopefully these two hoops that you had to jump through are going to get you Narrow to not funnel. call me anymore. Yeah. Narrow the funnel, as you put it. Yeah. Because the real goal is for you not to call me back. Because I don't want to sit here and tell you I have no idea how to fix your aggressive dog. So that's the first thing. That 95% of the people will not call that person back after this. So I have a a comment about dog daddy. He was here. I think he said this. I mean, but I I'm, could be wrong. But I think what he said was, uh, you know, they're like, well, these dogs are, they tell me that the dogs are uh, aggressive and they're agitated and stuff like that. And And then I think he said something like, I didn't, I didn't make them that way. Like, you know, and they go, well, yes, you did. Cause you came and you grabbed him or you tried to train him. But he's trying to say like, these dogs were crazy before I came to the picture is I think what he was trying to say. Yeah. Did you hear that? I don't remember. But you agree that, I mean, I haven't watched enough of his videos to know, to know. Yeah. There's to be in to complete, complete honesty, which I think we value on this channel. Yeah. Complete honesty. I saw one thing and I was like, and I saw it after and I was like, oh, don't really like that. But you know what? Follow you around with the camera all day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, you know. Well, I've never yelled at my kids. No. Ever. No. Can you imagine a parent like, like, like everyone has yelled at their children, but that's, that's not unacceptable me. to not uh, me, everybody. I've never done it. I've never. I am force-free parent. Yeah. Yeah. For the yeah, and then yelling would be force. Getting frustrated would be force. Is is yelling for dogs force? Uh, yeah, you yeah. If I mean, you right? if yelling? the dogs are going, you go, hey, that's force. It's, I actually it's haven't a seen them really do it though. Force. No, that's what I do. I know, but I haven't really seen a lot of the force-free people like do one of your like claps and your no, hey. that's because they're force-free. So that is legit force, even though you're not touching. It's, it's, I mean, force is this weird term of like anything mean to a dog, anything that makes a dog uncomfortable is an, uh, is unacceptable. What I like about you though, is you do not. So dog daddy uses prong collars. You do not use prong collars ever. Right. 
or you've yeah. never put them on a dog or I've, you don't put them on I've, a dog. A handful of dogs have come with them and I haven't taken them off like three dogs in 15 years. But usually you'll just put a um, ventilator or a normal collar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't use prongs. You don't use prongs. No. But why didn't you tear into dog daddy about him using a prong? The same reason I wouldn't tear into because I don't care. I know we're joking a bit. I know. I hope and people not worked. Out. I hope people kind of kind of get our sarcasm here. But you know, like there is um, Garrett. We talked about I think a couple of weeks ago. He is American Standard Canine. Yes, he'd be a good guy to have on. I think. Um, yeah. Uh, probably a, a shade controversial, but he uses e collars. I believe. I actually know that because I've I've heard him talk about it before on a short. But yeah, I um, like that he he made a video. I like he made a video at the pet store and he's like, these gentle leaders are horrible. He's like, throw them in the trash. Like the video I made. Oh yeah. I like it. Yeah. And Bro, I think there was people in your, it was comments, like a call like, out to out. me. Not really, but like in a weird way it was because I'm kind of the gentle leader guy. Gentle leader. Yeah. I got to stop saying gentle leader, bro. Yeah. Another they're, they're head, harnesses. head harnesses. Gentle leader. Head harness. It's enough selling their product for free. Yeah. From me. Just, where's that $10 million? Yeah. Where's the support? money? Yeah. What do you, I've sold so many of those things, but I mean, have they ever said thank you? Maybe. I can't okay. talk about that. All right. So, but I would say that this is probably our best podcast to date. Maybe people won't think so. Who knows? If you don't like crazy, in-depth dog, mental, crazy stuff, yeah, this probably is so, for you. I like, Garrett was like, dissing on like my yeah. tool. I don't give a rat's anything about it it's great yeah it's all good fun yeah i know he had like his he had his um he had his uh like worker like put it on his face or something like that <laughs> he's like he's trying to like this walk thing will break around. a dog's neck i could care zero Wait, about you, it but you no but you don't care that he said that yeah but you do care that if it, if breaks, it broke a dog's neck yeah that would be bad but you would say that there is a proper way to use a gentle leader so that a head harness. Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. Yes. There's a proper way because you don't want to be pulling backward and, oh, yeah, and yeah. in different angles. Or if it's over this way and you like turn them that way, but it's over here and it like, For, yeah, there's a ton of, listen, the dog gives himself a correction. You yeah. should maybe not give himself a correction. Yeah. And also, uh, the, no. the balls in your court dog. Don't give yourself a correction on this thing. Yeah, one thing I really liked on that video, um, the danger zone video with the Our German last Shepherd, video, yes. yeah, is, uh, and you know, it's just a subtle thing, but he had the leash on the far end. Yeah, and I saw it, and then you were like, "You, you need to move that leash. Like that, that leash is in a really bad spot." Because the gentle leader it. was, if he, if when he barks at me and the guy the walks him head. away, it's gonna take his head, like, like this. Yeah. I have a challenge, not just for, um, not just for force free, not just for balance trainers, but all the people in the comments that are like professional dog trainers. I want you to watch some of Joel's videos and I want you to see him handle a leash. And then I just want you to see whether you are better with a leash than Joel. If you ever watch, and I'm sure people have not paid that close attention. If you ever watch, if you've got multiple dogs or you're doing stuff, if you watch, you naturally just move you move the leash around and it's never getting hung up. And if you watch a client or even a worker do it, they do not know how to move the leash around to not get hung up all it's the time. A, it's a problem. 
I do. I I have a dog on a leash, and I am as good at it as I am at anything in this world, and I am <laughs> as good at it as I am as any human being in this world. It's a skill. It's a skill that you can't fake. You ever seen a, a swimmer? Like I've a, seen a swimmer before, yeah. <laughs> like That's a really good swimmer, and you're like, that guy moves completely different from the rest of the population, like an Olympic swimmer. Mm-hmm. Then you see some some guy get in the water, and he's like flopping around. Like... That's the difference. Like I've had so many dogs on my hand on a leash that I don't know if there's a person in the world that just that just has a dog on a leash and can talk. I can are talk we, while I'm doing it, working the dog. It's kind of like how we are with this podcast. How yeah, it's that, like, so seamless and perfect. <laughs> it's so good. It's so Caesar good. probably up there now. Caesar's up. Of course. Yes. He's been okay. Did I say any human being? There's a few that might are better than me. Yeah, there's but but either way, I think it's important because we do read all the comments and or a lot of the comments and there are a lot of trainers. There's trainers and then there's like people that have a professional job as a trainer that are yeah. following you closely. Yeah. yeah. And I it's just a little shot across the bow to them, just like hey, another shot across the bow. Yeah, like just watch just watch Joel with these dogs and maybe for one minute, just think like maybe Joel knows better than I do. Maybe. I mean, maybe he doesn't, but I think it's like here because they sometimes jump on the other one. Like when somebody says something, they're like, no, no, you shouldn't have a generator for that. They Mm. say something like that. And I'm just like, I think Joel knows what he's doing. You're following him. I think so. Right. So. All right. Are we are we off this? I know what you're trying to do. What? You're trying to go to Breed of the Week. I'm trying to move on so that this podcast isn't... Four hours long? Yeah. Okay. We don't um, even want it two hours long. This will be the last podcast before we're canceled, so we should enjoy it. Yeah. Um, Breed of the Week. Can we do it? Yeah, I'm ready. And we're going to move through it quick. Can we do one thing? Do whatever you want. Okay. Well, first of all, let's, I didn't even think about this, but hey, Beckman all day. Beckman all day merch. Go it's, get it. It's in. It's below this video. No, so but what I, no, I actually is just totally random. But what I that wanted, whole thing of water. Yeah, I'm about to go fill it up during the thing. It's a pint. It's not that much. Um, so what I would like to do for this breed of the week, just for fun, yeah, is do like a telepathy thing. I want to see if you can guess the one, guess the dog, rather I than me no tell it to you. Idea. Just first thing that comes to your mind, because we've already done some. So you have to. I know. I don't even know the ones we've done. Um, I think breed of the week. Um, for you. You would be surprised of it. I would, but it's a cool dog. It's been been mentioned. How am I going to pick your breed of the week? It's been mentioned and it's a cool breed. Yeah. Have we done Malinois? Um, Well, that's not it. I can tell by your face. I'm going to say Malinois. No, I, I already said no. Give one more guess. Dogra Argentino. No, I think we did that one last week. Oh. Come on, guy. Horrible. No. Okay. I know the breeds you, you think are cool. I'm just saying the breeds. I think you'll like this cool. one. Go Ready? ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Rhodesian Ridgeback. Oh, that's a great one. I should have known. You could have guessed that, I think. Yeah, Rhodesian Ridgeback. Um, they are at this point very normal dogs. Like people think they're special or they're good garters or they're gonna be great at lion hunting or they're gonna be, you know. Mm-hmm. They're none of those things. They are, I hate to say it, Rhodesian people, 
they're just nice dogs at this point. They have bred them to be labs, which you are not going to like. I did a I did a talk many years ago. The San Diego Rhodesian Ridgeback Club asked me to come to their like Christmas party and talk. We talked about that before. Yeah, and I walk into the house, and of course, what does she have? It's African art all over the place. Yeah, like they're super into their African deal, but they ain't hunting lions anymore. Do you know the it's other enough. names for them? The African lion hunter. Okay, African lion hound. Oh, I was close. African lion dog. So you're pretty close. Also an interesting fact, they're in the hound group. You would think they'd be in the working group. They are not. They are in the hound group. They're a nice looking dog though. They're a good looking dog. Maisha is one at our house who, or who, uh, oh, it's a good looking dog. Um, what's the weight on them? I always give you the weight quiz. Males, males average. Yeah. I'm going to say males are pretty big. I'm going to give you some advice for him too. Um, um, and I don't have pounds, a range. 100 okay. pounds, 95 pounds. 80. Oh, I want high this time. I usually go low. Yeah, you certainly do. Keep your male intact as long as possible. Rhodesian Ridgebacks, their bodies get kind of big and their heads are too small. Mm-hmm. So if you keep them intact, you're going to get that big head that you want with that body. They get kind of, I don't know if they get overweight easy, but they just... Their bodies look too big for their heads a lot of times. Hmm. Life expectancy, 10 to 12 years. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty standard, dog, right? You know, for, at least for that size. Yeah. So you liked it. Would you ever own a dog like that if you didn't have a channel I, and everything? I almost got, it was really? American Bulldogs, Dobermans, or Rhodesian Ridgebacks, and maybe Akitas were in there for when, when me and my wife were like, we're starting a dog training business. We need a dog. It was those four dogs. Ridgebacks were in there. Yeah, that's a that's pretty sweet. I I, I told you I had that one that I've trained a lot of them. They're one popular. was in my complex many many years ago, and it it was a uh, it had a neurological disorder, and so it was. But it, it was the cutest dog. It just it just kind of you know how they kind of stagger, and it's really sad. Oh yeah, that's tough. talk about stuff. Yeah. Do you know what that could be? No. Is that common or neurological no? or I don't know. Have you seen dogs that have that? No, that like her. Like, I mean, I've seen on the internet. Yeah, but not like they've never come to you for help or whatever. No. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know if we have anything for the wild animal segment. I do. Let's do it. Okay, you ready? Yeah. So breed of the week, um, very underwhelming as always. But that's part of the charm of the, <laughs> part of the right? charm of breed of the week. Okay, so my first question to you is around wild animals because we want to talk about some wild animals. Is can you talk to me about wild animals and resource guarding? Oh, that's you a like good that? question. I knew you'd How like natural that. it is. What's that? Well, well, yeah. And I was just thinking about how animals resource guard, or especially like food and other types of things where another animal comes up and they're like, okay, I'm going to walk away. Or they're like, nope, let's go, bro. Yeah. See, that's part of the argument for um, many people to say just, if your dog resource guards just don't mess with their food mm-hmm. is like, would you like someone messing with your food? Dude. My answer would be no. And I've seen you eat. You are not down with anyone messing with your food. Ask my wife about that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I believe it. I do not like people touching my food. Well, no. Yeah. Touching your food. You also, well, you might, you shouldn't in society. If someone did come and get near your food, you can't punch them in the face. I don't think. 
So dogs, as I've said before, live in this weird world between the wild where a wolf can, a bear will try to kill a wolf for messing with his food. They live in that world a little bit. And they also live in our world a little bit where you can't bite people for doing certain things. So they live in both these worlds. So that's why during the resource grinding thing, I said, I get it. Don't mess with their food. That is an argument for just letting them eat. You just made me feel like I'm resource guarding my food. Am I? You love food. No, I do love food. And people don't know. They'll be like, he doesn't look like he loves food. But I'll tell you, um, if somebody, and like me and Joel have been dear friends for a long time. If I had like a plate of shrimp, like say fried shrimp or something like that, like say we're at TGI Fridays or one of these places. Yeah. If you reached over and grabbed a shrimp, you would go into like freaking go postal. You'd, you'd probably like go like, whap and like whap it out and be like dude i if i had a dog i'd probably sick the dog on you yeah like it's a it's something you're I like a dog starved as a child or something i don't know but it is the most like disrespectful thing animal. i've ever seen uh, see it's like that's a good case for don't mess with people's food like there's people like you in the world there's people like dogs dog those dogs in the world they're like please don't mess with my food like i get it imagine the imagine a sandwich though like I go up to you and I'm you, you like have a sandwich on the plate and I just grab your sandwich and I'm yeah. like, oh. this is good. It's like Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction when he eats that burger and the drinks is Sprite. You keep every week you bring up Pulp Fiction. <laughs> like I bring up Sicario or the Sopranos every week. After an hour and 20, I could talk about. Uh, That's true. <laughs> Not within the first 10 minutes of the podcast. That's fair. So, no, it's an interesting thing because you are kind of making a case for somebody who really is into their food and would sort of involuntarily entirely become violent, potentially, at yeah. messing with it. I'm, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like it. I'd be like, why is this person doing it? But you might almost snap a little bit and be like, nah, I like, don't do that. And that's what dogs do. I think it also depends on your upbringing, right? Yeah. You, like imagine if you were, you, you were like, uh, had 12 brothers and sisters and there was, especially back in the old days when that was more common and people would take, or like, if you didn't get up early enough, you wouldn't get food kind of thing. You've heard yeah, stories like heard. this. No, there's a, it doesn't matter. Anyways, that wasn't you. No, but the just thing like is, we definitely weren't like killing it or anything for there's periods of time where we were not killing it by any stretch, but I would say it's just something that is, um, I don't know. I think it's like a just mostly disrespectful. Like if you were like, "Hey, can I have a shrimp?" I'd be like, "Yeah, go ahead." Yeah, and that's probably how dogs see it. You know. Yeah. I mean, imagine, but think about it. Put yourself in the dog's shoes. Okay, so you're a, you know, I have a dog Argentino, and I go up, I take his bone, and I go, "This is mine," right? And he's like, "Okay, you got it." What happens when the other dog or the press that comes up and it grabs his bone? What oh, do we expect that, him to do? That is something I didn't get into in resource guarding. Other, which would be in the comments, I promise you, because I forgot it. Resource guarding from dog to dog. No, 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 no. Wait, let me just the, answer The that. part's over. We're done. We're talking Pulp Fiction now. They're going to ask it in no, the I'm comments. Just kidding. Oh, okay. There's one. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like, should you feed your dog separately if they're going to fight? Yes, you should. Let me mm. first say that. Like, it's a battle that you maybe shouldn't get into just avoid the fight. But if you can't, for some reason, your tiny house, I don't know mm -hmm. what the situation would be. You want to make a point because you got other problems with them. There's one boss in the mix. That's the then owner. he's the, the owner. 
That's the only person that matters. That is not, listen, I'm not saying you do this. I already said it's not a fight worth having with any of these guys. That is not that dog's food. And that is not that dog's food. It is all your food. I actually kind of misspoke, or I didn't misspeak, but I didn't clarify what I was talking about. I was referring specifically to like a bone. Yeah. Where it's like a bone is a bit more of like a possession. It is. Right. So yeah. like what what is your stance on that Presa Canario coming up to the Dogo who's got his own bone and now he wants to take his bone? It's rough. That's that's an aggression. That's a that's here's my stance. Force. And I'm not saying it's easy. I'm gonna sit there and that that Presa Canario is walking that way. I'm gonna go. I don't want to yell on this thing and blow people's ears out. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Do it. Hey, go. That's not yours. Get out of here. And that guy's going to go, sorry, sorry, dude. And he can eat. Or if he goes over there and he growls at him and this one does like a look away, like, sorry, buddy. And this guy stays here and growls. I might go, he left. Your, your buddy left and you're still being mean to him. Now it's my boat. Like every situation. It. Who's being, who's being jerky? Maybe none of them are being. Maybe the guy who woke up my kids screaming so loud just now could have been that. That could have been. That could have been that. So, but you see the, there really is a dominance thing. I know some people say that dogs are not dominant, but uh, in the real world, right? I mean, there are people who say that. So as far as a dog going over, like, okay, I got these two dogs I keep telling you about. They each have their own bone and they know which, I'm sure they could smell which bone is which, which one or bully stick, whatever. And then this other one's just like, nope, I'm taking yours now. I mean, it depends. This happens, right? If I'm not I had a up. puppy and Prince is at my house and Prince is the best dog ever, am I just going to let him steal the puppy's bones all the time? No. Will I maybe let him steal the puppy's bones sometimes because Prince is four years old and has been the most amazing dog ever? Yeah, maybe. So it's a double standard. I mean, everything, everything has... Everything, but I mean, let's say they're equal. Let's say they're like the um, two princes. The, what's no? What's the dogs? Um, you didn't like me pointing at you. I could tell. Um, what were the American bulldogs? Those two that are in a lot of the videos. Yeah, like they're like the same type of dog. They look the same. They are. The they same. each have their own bone, and one just wants to dom. And I'm not saying they do that, but you've seen dogs that are just like, I'm going to take everything of everyone's. Right. Yes. This is a problem, right? Yeah. My first dog, Bosco, was like, he was. would go to people's houses. I, I went to so many houses with him. First thing you'd do is he'd find their toy thing and he'd yeah. be like, this is mine. And he would he would go back to the toy thing and he'd take it and he'd pick it out and he'd chew on it for five seconds. He'd go get a new one. And by the end of the session, the, that dog's toys would be all over that house because Bosco just went and got all of them. And he would go over to the dog and he would sometimes go sit there and stare at the dog and he just stay there. Him. And just look at him. And the dog would eventually go, okay. And he'd go, thank you. It's horrible behavior. I can't believe it. So how does this relate to kids' toys? Because were you the type of kid when like you'd go over to a friend's house, like they'd like let you in the door and you just like walk right to the room and start playing with their toys? Or you're like, hey, what's up? And then you go, like, I don't know. Kids like have like um they're possessive about their toys. Yeah, I've seen that. You've seen that they like pull, like they they'll like have their friend over and they'll get in a fight over the toy that they yes. have. Yeah, I've seen that. It's kind of similar. Yeah, it kind of is. Right? Yeah. So, anyways. So 
you want to fix a dog problems between two dogs, whatever those problems are, it goes you and I, there is a hierarchy between the dogs and we can't stop it and we can rarely flip it. Okay. Rarely flip it. Right? Rarely. Yeah. Rarely flip it. But it kind of doesn't matter between the two because you're up here. That's what matters. Do force free trainers think they're up there or no? I don't or think they so. alongside. Yeah, we're all equal. Yeah. But someone's got to pay for the food. Right? Someone's got to go get the dog food. Yeah. 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 I don't know. So I have a question. Uh, unless you're, are you done with dog on dog or no? Yes. Okay. I was going to ask because we make sure we get to the apology segment. Oh, yeah. Can never miss that. So I want to ask you to apologize for something. Could you take uh, this time to apologize to everybody who might be upset that you had dog daddy on the podcast? I'm sorry. I spoke with um, somebody you didn't like. I, I, I didn't feel I very hard. I don't know. Um, here's what I'd recommend. Um, speak to more people you don't like. Watch um, Bill Maher and Ben Shapiro. Watch watch people get along um, that That's have difference point. of opinions. And learn. Learn to do that. And learn that it's okay. Hmm. That, that Ben Shapiro and... Um... Bill Maher is a good example because I've seen them, right? They get together. Yeah, they talk. Yeah. Yeah. Bill Maher has been really good about bringing on people that he doesn't agree with. Now they go kind of crossfire. Yeah. But he he definitely has never been afraid to talk you to shouldn't. people yeah. outside of his wheelhouse. Yeah. You don't want an echo chamber, right? No. Yeah. So that's my apology is to all the people who don't like uh, that I talk to Dog Daddy or the next people that don't like that I talk to somebody. I thought it's going to be a running apology. Do, I thought you were going to do the uh, Conor McGregor apology. Oh, I, yeah. No, I don't know how to do it. Okay. All right. That's my only apology. All right. Do we have any apologies? We have comments. Oh, the only apology we're talking about is uh, apologizing to everyone for the dog daddy podcast for talking about dogs the entire time. Oh yeah, we actually talked about dogs. <laughs> Doctrine. Two podcasts in a row. That's that's rough. How about some comments? All right, I have some screen shared or whatever it's called. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. This is from the last the podcast before that one, actually. Cuz yeah, this is out sorry, of Sorry guys. This is from the Hawaii podcast, right? The Maui one. Oh, this is Kelly three four seven two. Did and I told her I'd screenshot this and ask it. I'm not going to answer all these questions. Did you have a passion for training dogs, animals from childhood? Did you have pets as a child that made an impact on your love for animals? How did you end up pursuing your career path? And any fun or memorable stories about the time surrounding when you met your wife at SeaWorld? Enjoy the podcast. I'm going to do these really quick, or should I do one really in depth? Whatever you want, man. I, 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 I had, that's all I had when I was young is passion for animals. Um, wild animals for the most part. I had a ferret. I had animal, I had tons of animals. I started collecting books, animal. I still have a giant collection of animal books, big collection, mm. like an embarrassing collection. And ferrets were legal where you lived, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In, a criminal. in Oregon. Yeah. Okay. Um, I loved animals. It's all I loved. All right. And I had, I had dogs. 
growing up as well. Okay. How did you end up pursuing your career path? When I was a little bit older, I basically went to an exotic animal school called Moore Park Exotic Animal Management and Training Program. I worked with lions and monkeys and tigers and birds and sat in class and learned about operant conditioning and positive reinforcement, then went out and trained these animals and walked these animals. I walked mountain lion, baboon, all mm -hmm. kinds of animals for years. Loved it. Greatest place in the world, that school. Um, and any fundamental stories about time surrounding when you met your wife? I've got a zillion stories about meeting my wife at SeaWorld and about SeaWorld that I've told on here many times. I've seen a lot of crazy stuff. I've had people die that I know um, and that, that I loved. Um, my wife was on stage for the incident where in San Diego where a trainer almost died. My wife saw the whole thing. She's in the movie Blackfish. They zoom in on my wife's face at mm, one point. I didn't remember us talking about that. Um, because like she was there since that movie came out now, probably. 15 i think it was like 08 or maybe don no, died in like 08 maybe it was 012 yeah 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 i mean yeah so maybe we'll have sea world stories on here people hate that i worked at sea world do you know they get uh, so mad what you were saying earlier your background reminded me of the story about steve Irwin's wife what's her name again terry terry so i was just thinking do you think that like everyone does everyone like or like steve Irwin? Yes. Do you think he had haters too? Maybe that guy was so loved. It's crazy how much that guy was loved because he had a passion for it. Have, and he did conservation work. Yeah. With I wild mean, animals. But I mean, you, but I bet you there's still people complaining about what he did in the comments of stuff. Didn't he like jump on the back of, uh, alligators yeah he was he was i mean I've, i saw him like holding his child by an alligator i'm just like oh my god it's like the michael jackson thing yeah but the baby he was he was so careful okay as a mom of okay we talked in that podcast uh about me being a football coach for my son as a mom of two boys um i would love to have joel as a football coach that's from mary ann batista and then here's somebody who doesn't, who wouldn't want me as a coach. I'm in my mid, oh, this is Mindy, Mindy78. It sounds like, I don't know if this is a guy. I'm in my mid 40s now and have put in the work to put the issue behind me. But I was very temperamental kid and I did not care about size or age. If Joel was my football coach when I was 12, me and him would get into a physical altercation every GD week. Yeah. Ha, but he said, ha, ha, ha. You know what? Like, I don't think he's being serious. You know what bro, Joel would if one say? One of these twelve-year-olds, like, was like, "This guy." You know what Joel would say? I'd be like, "Bro, you'd yeah, say what? we'll do this all day, bro." No, that's what everyone else said in the oh, really. Yeah, they <laughs> go. Joel's that. a football coach. We'll do this all day. Oh, that's funny. But yeah. like, I, I have some kids. I have one kid who's like a little like you. You gotta manage him a little bit. And I'm like, dude, hey, he's like, he'll like talk smack, which you can't do in this league. And he like was arguing with the refs. I'm like, hey. Get go Get over there. Behind, <laughs> be said. quiet, dude. Like, so can I answer the question on whether I'd want you to be my football coach if I were, if you were, yeah, proper age? Okay. Yeah. You can't get upset if I threw you under the bus or something, right? All right. No. Okay. okay. So I would not want you to be my football coach. Yeah. Because if I had a game on Friday night and you and I are going to lunch and you still haven't drafted your plays yet, why would I go to lunch with day? one of my players? Do you know what I'm getting at here? No. 
So we go and we eat food. Yeah. And I'm talking to you about your Friday night game. Yeah. And you're like, I still need to do the plays. Oh, yes. Okay. If me and you are going to eat at your current state. Yeah. Eric doesn't like it because I'm neglecting my duties of Beckman's Unleashed and Beckman's Dog Trading to to teach these kids. Well, no, no, no. The other way around. The other way around from the from the football, I want a Bill Belichick. Like the fact that it's that night and you're like trying to cram for it. I, I want I was four cramming. weeks. I was cramming. preparation. That is true. I'm a first time coach. Yeah, all right, I'll let you slide on that. Thing. Like I, I had to cram. Yeah, and then next year you're gonna just copy what you did last year, anyways. Bro, we we went into overtime in our first game hmm. and we lost in overtime. Was that because of the coach? Yeah. Was it? It was two reasons. It was poor play calling on my part. And it was it. drop drop passes. They dropped too many dang passes. They worked hard. My team is going to always work hard. My son is a crazy hard worker. Is he a receiver? He's a running back. Dude, running back? He's so good. Really? Yeah. Where does he get his athleticism from? His you wife? know where. From the wife? Yeah. She is athletic. My yeah, wife. She is athletic. Um, we lost in overtime, but it was, it was mainly my play calling, and they dropped too many passes. My mm-hmm. team dropped too many passes. Two interceptions got dropped. A wide open one got dropped. Two wide open ones got dropped. They These kids, any ball sport, any kids watching this, any ball sport, I'm going to give you some advice. Any ball sport, watch the ball longer than you think you need to watch it. Like you should be catching the ball and then looking at it for an, to where you feel weird that you're looking at the ball so long. Because That's- in a game, that time is going to be cut in like at least half. And so you still have to do it in practice. How about golf? You see these guys, they hit it, they keep their head down, then they turn it up. How about soccer? The same thing. Hmm. Every ball sport is about watching the ball way longer than you think you need to so watch it. So this advice should go to adults probably too. Yeah, any ball sport. I mean, baseball. Do they go like this? Are you supposed to go like this? Hit it and then just track the ball as it goes up? No, dude, you keep your head down, you hit it. Hit through it? Then you do this. It's every sport, every single sport. Hmm. That's my... That's my advice. Your story. Do you have any other comments? Oh yeah. Sorry, I got you. Got into the football on thing. A freaking tangent, like he, crazy. He's, he's passionate about football and dog training. In my mid Okay, so this guy would have been we, him, and I would have been a, in a physical alter, altercation when he was twelve. He <laughs> said, "Wow, that's aggressive." So I was using oh tea tree oil. People are like, "You can't use tea tree oil on cats or dogs." Um, we got cats. A week ago, they had fleas. We used tea tree oil on them, and they are fine. Hmm. They're saying people are saying, and I looked it up before this podcast because I'm like, oh, is this true? Uh, I don't know if it's true because vet websites say you shouldn't use tea tree oil does not make it true. The science says it. That's what they say. Read the science, Joel. The science. I don't know. Do vets make money on tea tree oil? They don't. So take things with a grain of salt. You know, is tea tree oil toxic to cats? It might be. Is flea medication toxic toxic to cats? It might be. So you posted a video about my cat. Your two cats. People loved it. Did you get that that female like cat under control? Views. Uh, she's better with Prince. Desensitization is going to happen, but she is not down with Prince. And he's she's still, still hiss at him. Yeah, and he is so. He gets like so sad 
like not so sad, but he'll she'll hiss at him and he'll come back and he'll look at me like, why is she being mean to me? It's so cute. Yeah. Is it just an attitude thing or what? Yeah, dude. I mean, are they their brother or sister, right? Yeah. Okay. She's just she's like that. But she'll desensitize. What I are mean, the names? Things take say? time. Um, Boots and Lou. Boots is the boy, Lou's the girl. They're so awesome. Boots is happy go lucky? Yes. Boots is like crazy. He was letting Prince like Yeah, loves him. Basically violate him. Yes. He was fine. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was interesting. That's all the comments I have. That's pretty You have some. Um, I don't have a lot. Then let's end this thing. So after yours. No. Um the only the only um comment I will bring up is the suggestion around uh making this podcast onto a new channel. And after some careful discussion, oh two things. Careful discussion because people brought this up in the comments. Yeah, that it would be better for the channel if from a, you know, growth and whatever if you were to um put the, you know, podcast on a separate, you know, Beckman Unleashed type of thing. And uh, we want to. We wanted to announce it here that we are absolutely not going to do that. And if it hurts the channel, well, it hurts the channel. We're well, keeping it here. We're well, doing it. Yeah. And 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 Beckman don't watch has it. made the final call. And then the last thing is around um, putting. What do you call it? Chapters. Putting chapters. We're doing that. We are going to one hundred percent try to put chapters we know how to do it we do know how to do it now we're a little thank slow. you to somebody in the comments who told us how to do it yeah well they kind of knew how to do it but yeah I, yeah but the issue is always about um going and listening to it and then finding where the changes are that's why we're trying to have a, a little bit broken down for you guys just so future housekeeping is that we want to start off right out of the gate we're not wasting anyone's time with dog topic breed of the week then we'll get into some other kind of dog stuff and we'll go into the wild animals do a little apology do a little comment section and then once we kind of get through that if we start talking about sicario and sopranos and pulp fiction don't get mad at us because we've already given you 90 minutes of solid material right yeah, yeah that's the plan so. and we'll do chapters so that you guys can look around because you've asked for it and this is oh i forgot to tell them and this will be great because then everyone's almost gone so only the people that are stuck around get to know you know what i'm going to say no the phone number. Are we doing that? Let's go, bro. Let's do it. You want me to give them the We're number? We're going to listen. Let's do it. Okay. Wait. What? It, they can say whatever they want. Or they can ask a question. No, you have to explain what they need to do, which I think is they need to submit something, but it will be played on the podcast if we pick it. You mean uh, a voicemail? A voicemail, yeah. Yeah. But we're going to play the voicemail probably. Yeah. Okay. Here, we're going to give you a phone number. Okay. You can call this number if you're entertaining we might play it right yeah. if you're funny or if you ask some stupid question yeah uh or you could ask a legit question and it could be my first topic because someone asked it who listens to the podcast and if you're around at an hour and 42 then you're a true fan and we yeah. appreciate true fans so here's the number you do what you want with this number well don't do whatever you want with this and number. remember don't say anything mean because we're gonna have joel's kids listen to it so if and they're going to do all the transcribing for us. So if you can say something mean, but we but might only about me. We might say your phone number, 
I mean, I don't know. We we might play it and call you out for being a moron. Yeah, that's true. But we would never do that. Um, if you say something mean. True, true. So you guys ready for it? Okay. I'm going to give it to him. Give it to him. Okay. This is Joel's home number. It is 619-784-5580. Say it again. Can I do this like a, like a, like a car dealer? Come on down. 619-784-5580. Okay. That's the number. Batman unleashed. Yeah. Call us and have something interesting to say or an interesting question or not. We'll listen to it, or Eric will at least, and we'll uh, we'll uh, and we might play it. Yes. So I kind of want entertaining person. Six one nine seven eight four. Like five, if this five, guy eight, called eight, and was zero. like, "If you were my coach, I would fight you." Like that, I find that kind of funny. I would have loved to hear how that one sounded. He's like, "I was twelve. I didn't care." Me and Joel would be getting in altercations every practice. He could have been like a really big twelve-year-old, though. I know. Every now and then, you see those guys, and you're like. You look like you're 34 years old. Yeah. All right. You got the phone number. Use it or don't. Or don't. And uh, yeah, that's all. So that's it. We good to go? Yeah. All right, guys. All right. Best podcast ever.